welcome to Biblical Insights. I'm your host, Pat Fisk. This is where God's Word is proclaimed, and we are definitely unashamed. We tackle issues that are trying to steer our culture away from God. As we watch TV, whether it's the news or one of our favorite shows, the goal, it appears, is to not just entertain us anymore, but the goal is to indoctrinate us. God's Word is clear. The Christian voice is being silenced, or so they wish. Tolerance is no longer tolerable. It's time to take a stand and be the voice we're meant to have. Sit down, buckle up. It's going to get bumpy, so hold on. Let's go. Hey, welcome to Biblical Insights. I'm your host, Pat Fisk. I'm one of the pastors at Trinity Bible Fellowship, and we are located in a beautiful Pacific Northwest in Bremerton. If you guys do not have a church home, we would love to have you. We uh, are located on the corner of 6th and Warren Avenue, and that's 1023. That is, again, 1023 6th Avenue or 6th Street. Uh, like I said, love to have you. If you don't have a church home, I'm not trying to steal you away from another church. Uh, but obviously, if it's a church that's not teaching biblical doctrine and not teaching God's word, then yeah, you know what? You need to get out. You need to get into a good church. Uh, we meet Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, you can also go to sermonaudio.com forward slash IBD. That's the Institute of Biblical Defense. Watch us live. We usually go live at 1040 uh, every Sunday morning. So what we're doing here, uh, again, I am Pat Fisk, and this podcast is about, uh, what does the Bible say? The biblical Insights. So what does the Bible say about certain issues uh, that are plaguing the country right now? And I think right now is the spiritual growth. If I can quote a uh, gentleman, uh, apologist, uh, Frank Turek, and by what he says is uh, when kids go off into college, within the first year of college, uh, they lose their they lose their salvation. They walk away from the faith. Not that they lose their salvation, but they walk away from the faith. Uh, I believe in eternal security, meaning that once you're once you have accepted Christ and you're saved, then you have that eternal life. You have eternal life because uh, it wouldn't be called eternal if you didn't have eternal life. Kind of makes sense, right? Uh, but they walk away from the faith. Why do they walk away from the faith? They walk away because they don't know why they believe what they believe. So they believe because of their parents. They believe because of it's their culture. Uh, oh, I'm a Christian. So you think about how many, how many millions of people in the country right now that say that they're a Christian. Uh, but truly, are there that many millions of people that are Christians just because they call themselves a Christian? Uh, Doesn't mean that they are. You look at different religions, you deny the deny the Trinity and you're not uh you're not there. Okay. Uh Mormonism. There might be some really good solid people in, in Mormonism, good people as far as world standards, as far as uh human standards are great people. Don't get me wrong. But they're following following a, a false doctrine. Uh Jesus is not a spirit brother of Satan. Okay. 
uh, they don't believe in the Trinity, that we have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit all being one, uh, one God in the Godhead, but in three separate persons, identity. So they don't believe that. And so that's a problem because that's what the Bible teaches. So, and we also have a lot of people that are in our uh, very popular and very well-known individuals that deny large portions of the Bible and say that it's not God's word. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, it is God's word. God's word is inerrant. The problem is not with God. The problem is with you. Uh, if you don't believe uh, God's word, we look at different doctrines that are 95% of the scripture says this goes one direction, but then you have 5% that says something different. So what are you going to go with? You're going to make a doctrine out of the 5%? No, you're going to go with what's the 95%? What is the vast majority of the Bible's telling you? And then we got to sit back and say, okay, what does this 5% mean? Uh, understanding the culture, understanding who the writer is, what his ethnic background is, uh, understanding who the writer is talking about, uh, who is the audience, who's the reader. I mean, this is just basic biblical interpretation and hermeneutics. And I, you want to exegete, you want to take out of God's word the meaning of it. You don't want to eisegete, meaning put in your own words, your own thoughts, your own meanings into God's word. So I think that's where discipleship is crucial in our culture today within the church, within the body. So spiritual growth and discipleship go hand in hand. And so we're on a series right now, doing a series on what spiritual growth is. And you can say spiritual growth, you can say discipleship. What is the end goal of uh, a discipleship program? The end goal is to be more Christ-like. And I, I can't say enough about that, that I think everyone needs to be within a small group. Don't try to outdo Jesus. It ain't going to happen in a small group and trying to understand and go at the Bible and and learn it in a small group and go to Sundays, okay? Go to church on Sundays, listen to the pastor, awesome, okay? But that's not it. That That's not the end all of the church growth. We need to be active every single day. We need to be in his word every single day, wake up with his word, throughout the day, praying, being in the Spirit, and, and everything that we do should be to further God's kingdom. And it, it might sound funny to an outsider, to someone who's a non-believer, uh, by saying it that way, but it's not. It's actually not, not that crazy. Uh, you look at sports fans, sports fanatics, that everything is sports. Everything is sports. Everything is sports. Everything's Seahawks. Everything is whatever. You name it, that's what it is. Why can't we have the same thing, but have everything about the kingdom and have the Him be in our focus, having God be in our focus, having Christ our, our Savior be in our focus? Uh, there's nothing wrong with that because that's what we're supposed to be doing. So I think spiritual growth is 
extremely important right now, and I think it's extremely lacking in our church. Uh, I know of people that are, and I'm not, whew, man, I'm not there, and I'm not trying to say that I'm so spiritually minded and uh, so mature, because you ask anyone, it takes time to build that maturity, to build upon the foundation that uh, that we started on. So I know people that have been a, a Christian all their life, but when it comes to the maturity level of that individual as a Christian, uh, they're they're toddlers. And what is that saying? That's that's saying something about our church. That's saying something about our church leaders that we need to focus more on the, the discipleship aspect of church rather than trying to get as many people as we possibly can into the pulpits or not into the pulpits, but into the pews. So I think there needs to be a huge shift away from church growth as far as numbers, but at church growth as far as maturity. And with, with that maturity level, growth will come uh, because word will spread that, wow, that's a solid church. It's teaching solid biblical doctrine. So <clears throat> we've looked at, excuse me, so far we've looked at that it's a choice. Second uh, Peter three eighteen. We're talking about discipleship or spiritual growth is a conscious choice. We have to choose to to grow. You have to make that choice, okay? And but it's something that we can't do alone. We have to have. We have to do it with God's help. So we have to set behavioral and functional goals. We looked at that, okay? Striving to to develop this Christ-like behavior. Second uh, Peter one five through eight. Uh, we've also got to be seeking to determine to develop the, the, our function within uh, the body of Christ. Uh, there's a lot of people that they have talents, they have gifts, but we don't know. We need to, uh, if we don't know about a gift, how can we develop that gift? How can we encourage our, our, our congregation to uh, be more Christ-like and use that gift within the body? Okay, so we have to not only determine, but we have to develop that function within our church. Developing habits that help us obtain these certain goals. Habits that change our behavior, like Bible reading, like prayer. Uh, in, I mean, just name it. How, what do we do to get into God's Word? Okay, how do we get into God's Word? These are things that we need to determine and we need to develop these habits. Habits that utilize the function of Christ. Assembly, participating. So we need to get people that are involved, get them involved in church. Uh, that helps service. That, that, that's a whole purpose is getting people involved so they can serve the body of Christ. Uh, another crew, uh, another one is we're talking about perseverance and I think that's where we're at right now. And that's where we're going to pick it up is talking about the perseverance of the individuals. It's not something that is, you, you start serving and then all of a sudden next thing you know, you're just like always there. You have to persevere. You have to strive to continue that, that. Uh, whatever gift and whatever that function that is your talent within the church. I started off with 
a tiny little, uh, uh, my pastor years ago handed me, I'm not, let me, let me get back. I, I, I'm not naturally anyone who is into electronics and stuff like that. I play the drums. I love working with my hands when it comes to tools and stuff. So I'm not a, uh, like this, I wasn't this tech savvy kind of guy. Uh, that just wasn't me. But what it was is I, I, I love to learn. I love to do a bunch of different things. Art, I, uh, airbrush artist, playing the drums, uh, building with my hands, building, I did, birdhouses, crazy birdhouses and stuff like that. My point is, and then trying to pick up the sax, okay? Learn how to play the saxophone. My thing is, is I've got a lot of different talents, a lot of different interests that God's uh, put on my heart. But when I started, electronics was definitely not one of them. And so my pastor handed me one of these little digital audio recorders and said I need the person that was doing all the uploading and stuff like that was, or the group, his, his students was no longer able to do it, upload it to uh, the website. So he handed me this and I mean, it's pretty simple. It's like, here's this little digital recorder. I was like, okay, it's easy. Push play, you record and you upload. Well, to me, I was terrified of that. It's like, man, how do I, that's totally out of you. Hand me an airbrush or you hand me a hammer, or a nail gun or whatever, then I can do something or hand me some drumsticks, I can do that. But when it came to electronics, I, I was terrified, so I didn't know what to do. So with that, uh, I learned how to do it. But if no one would have reached out <clears throat> and showed me that and helped me develop that skill or that, that talent or that part, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now and which is editing video editing uh uploading doing tv show doing radio programs learning all that stuff i wouldn't be doing that right now if he didn't give me a chance if i didn't know that there's that opportunity the opportunity was made known <clears throat> and i showed interest in it and i'm like yeah okay I'll, I'll i'll give it a shot and it started uh years ago and i've been doing it ever since and i love it i love doing the stuff so we have to, uh, and it takes persistence and it takes perseverance to, to stick with it and continue doing it. Whatever t talent, whatever God's given you, it takes time to do it. So we're looking at right now where we don't want to, once we start learning something, we don't want to regress and, and, and just quit. We have to continually, just like any talent, any skill that God's given us, we have to continue at it to get better at it. Started playing the drums when I was in, I want to say 80, 83, 84, right around there. Had my very first drum set against my dad's better judgment. Uh, brought a drum set into the house and I started playing the drums. Peter Chris, listening to Peter Chris when I was a kid, the drummer for the band Kiss got me into playing the drums and absolutely fell in love with drums. Well, if, if I just picked it up and just never practice it, I wouldn't get any good. I wouldn't even know how to play them. So it took persistence to learn. So I taught myself how to play. I play by ear. I don't play by reading music. I just play by ear. But when you have that desire and you see something, then it's easy to put that time into it. we have a love for god 
why don't we put time in to learn more about him as we would playing the drums or uh, our, our favorite football team, our favorite whatever, favorite you fill in the blank. Why can't we put that same kind of energy into learning about him? And yeah, I, I, I'm guilty. So, uh, so it takes persistence, takes perseverance, and it takes an effort and a choice on our part to continue that and to develop that skill. So maintaining that perseverance, uh, there's a relationship between self-control and perseverance. So we're going to take a look at, uh, what is it? Second Peter one, six. So turn to second Peter, excuse me, second Peter, uh, verse chapter one, verse six. So Peter one, six. And it says, and we've said this a couple different times. We've used this verse a couple different times. So it says, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness. Okay, so look at just verse 6. To knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness. So oh, when we look at these different things, Self-control must be exercised one day at time. Self-control exercised daily produces perseverance over the long haul. So it's a every single day that self-control, uh, some people struggle with, you name it, struggle with alcohol, struggle with smoking, struggle with... Uh, again, fill in the blank. Everyone, a lot of people have different struggles in different areas, pornography or whatever it is, but we need to step back and, uh, and note that it's one day at a time that God gives us that strength to overcome, maybe not removing us totally out of the situation, but he gives us strength within the situation to overcome that. And that is, that is the key to overcoming is, is, is realizing that we, we're not alone. We can't do it ourselves, by ourselves. It is only by the grace of God and it's only by the, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we can achieve pretty much anything. Well, not pretty much, but anything in our life. It's only by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and it's only by the grace of God that we can. Uh, we can do nothing of our own. Uh, and it, when we do, it's like the Bible says, filthy rags. It's just disgusting. Uh, but when we let God in and we give Him control over our lives, uh, man, sit back. And just watch amazing things happen. Uh, and it will. It will. Amazing things absolutely will happen. So we have to uh, exercise self-control every day. And But if we exercise self-control every single day, it's going to help us in the long haul. In the, in, by, in the end, 
We're going to develop these habits. Again, remember what I said, we have to develop these habits in order to get to know Christ. So by getting to know Christ on a daily basis, slowly starting off with baby formula, then slowly moving into a little bit solid food, uh, it takes time to develop up to grabbing that sirloin steak. Uh, but you can't give up. You just absolutely cannot give up. We display self-control every single day as we engage in daily habits that lead to our goals. Again, like I said, Bible reading, prayer, take small steps that lead to our destination. And that is serving in our function. Okay, once, and I can't strive and, and point this out anymore, is that we, we have to, we must get involved in our local church and take part in whatever. If it's teaching a Bible study, then teach a Bible study. If it's serving at uh, being an usher, if it's just, you think it's a, a, a peddly, measly little thing, but uh, helping out, cleaning, being a janitor, stuff like that. What an amazing thing. Uh, because there's rewards in this. And it's just absolutely valuable uh so don't think that oh i have to have this big job or whatever function and i'm being seen every single day for doing it no uh the ones that are not being seen that are behind the scenes doing it there's the reward right there so we got to take the small steps that lead to our destination keep trying again and again and again apparent failures uh are going to happen okay I can't tell you how many times uh, learning how to do, learning the software, learning the the hardware, the mixing board, stuff like that, doing the podcast in front of a camera, learning all this, getting all this set up, is not easy. But if you're pers if you if you're persistent and you persevere in it, you get to you start learning these different things. Trial and error. I can't tell you how many times. Uh, a couple of times I'm sitting there doing my podcast, and then next thing I know. Uh, there's no audio and I'm sitting there just talking and there's no audio. And then I thought it was like the greatest podcast. Oh my gosh. The, I was filled with the Holy spirit. Well, apparently that wasn't meant to be recorded because there was no audio being recorded. So, so you, failures are going to happen in, in life. Expect it. Okay. God didn't say when you, when you became a believer, uh, and a follower of Christ and, and become a disciple that it was going to be all peaches and cream. It's going to be easy. No, uh, heartache, trouble, trials, tribulation, pushing you to the limit. And guess what? As soon as you turn your life over, you are now a target. And that target is huge on your back. So get used to it. Okay. Uh, and perseverance is exercising self-control, one day at a time, day after day, day after day, day after day. We just, spiritual growth is just that. You have to be consistent. So associate with like-minded individuals. I cannot tell you how important it is to be around people that are like-minded. Granted, you're going to have people that, uh, when it comes to, let's say, 
throughout uh right now we're kind of like a debate in our church like how not in our church but in our like our men's group where we're at a point where we're talking about uh soteriology salvation and the calvinist and the armenia's viewpoint and stuff like that well i have a dear brother uh love him to death josh he's a calvinist okay i disagree with them yeah i disagree on with them except for i'd be a one-point calvinist meaning i believe that uh if you are truly saved and born again disciple of christ that you cannot lose your salvation it's not like you cannot give it away you cannot lose it on your own and it can't be taken from you that's the idea of eternal life okay uh and i have other individuals that are on the armenian side that they believe in all this other stuff that i believe uh but they think that you can lose your salvation i disagree with it absolutely i disagree uh, I also disagree that uh, I'm pre-trib. My pastor is post-trib. There's a lot of people that are post-trib in my church. Okay, so we can have uh, like disagreements like that within the body and within our our sphere of influence and within our our mentorship group and stuff like that. But we need to be. Uh, I think what he's talking. What, what I'm trying to say is, we can't be unequally yoked with. Uh, and hanging out with uh, atheists, unbelievers, uh, stuff like that. We need to be, because that's how we grow within our faith and grow within uh, within the church is being around like-minded people, believers, and that's where we are. We are uh, who who are striving for similar goals and through uh, similar habits. So if we have the same kind of goals then guess what? There's going to be that encouraging and the same kind of habits as you're reading, as you're praying and stuff like that, you're going to have an individual pray for you and you're going to be praying for them. That's going to be like this accountability partners and stuff like that, which is absolutely huge. And I think that's really important within the local church. Uh, and as if I'm, if I'm reading something in the Bible and I'm, I'm stuck, uh, I can talk to anyone. I can, I have certain individuals that I can actually go to, talk to, and can help me out through these different situations who understand the need for perseverance in their own lives. Uh, the whole idea is to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you along the way. And when you start to falter a little bit, uh, and and faint a little bit away then these people are going to be there to pick you up and push you along and help you get across that finish line so it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded people if, if you got people that are like super negative all the time around you and what's that expression that that debbie downer or whatever then uh you, you need to get away from these kind of people and not uh and not surround your people or not associate and spend a lot of time with these individuals uh, because it's going to hinder your spiritual growth. You want to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage uh, your spiritual growth. I got people in my own family that I can't, I can't be around. I've been disowned by one of my, one of my brothers uh, because I'm a Christian for the sole purpose of, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Uh, I'm a blink, 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 Bible thumper. 
And I haven't spoke to him since my dad passed away. And that was back in 2011. He won't talk to me. I've reached out. I can't tell you. I've given up uh, keep trying to keep track of how many times I've tried to reach out to him. But he just absolutely refuses. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's, just, it's a prayer. that. But uh, it's sad that that I can't have that relationship with him. Uh, I have another brother who lives in alternative lifestyle and we have zero in common. I love him to death as my brother, but we don't have anything in common. And I want to talk about this kind of stuff, talk about the Bible, talk about God, talk about uh, Christianity, where he, he ridicules it and makes fun of it. It's like, man, I can't be around that. Okay, I just, I can't. And when I am around it, I try to witness to him and it just becomes this huge fight. I was like, I can't do that. And I can not witness, but it's going to be all, this, this ridicule and mockery is there and it's not going to stop. So I just have to kind of like cut the ties and love them from a distance. Uh, I guess that's the best way to say it. Uh, we need to surround ourselves with people who don't, uh, who don't get discouraged, who will encourage you likewise. Uh, let me rephrase that. People are going to get discouraged sometimes. But I'm talking about the people that are trying to uh, not better themselves. And... They're not on the same path. They might be a Christian. That's fine. They might be a Christian. They might be a believer. But if they're not on the same path as you, as far as trying to, to better yourself every single day and the, the commitment that you have, the perseverance that you have, trying to focus as much as you can on God's word, and they're not there, they want to uh, bring up whatever old... Uh, love life fling they had and and stuck on something like that for uh the entirety of your conversation uh and we need to like love them from a distance and kind of limit the conversation uh try to refocus that back on him but as much as you can so this is why frequent assembling with other Christians is so important uh, because when we're surrounding ourselves with like-minded Christians, that is where the, the growth is going to happen. And I, I can't stress this more. That is where it's going to happen. And to be like-minded it's going to encourage you to reach the goal that you've set your eye upon. So we need to keep our eye on the prize with a clear vision of our ultimate goal. Don't give up. If it, what is our ultimate goal? Uh, is like some people, I want to save money to go to like wherever, name it. It's a uh, vacation spot, whatever. But I got to save money and I got to do that. Uh, put a little post-it tag or a little post-it sticker uh, on your mirror, bathroom mirror, and that is your focus. So, oh, instead of going and getting a latte, I'm going to put money away for this. Instead of doing this, I'm going to put money away for this. Uh, 
but keeping your eye, a clear vision on our goal. What is my goal? My goal is to be as, uh, be Christ-like and be Christ-centered in everything that I do. Do I fall every day? Oh, man, I can't tell you. Uh, we all fall, and we all fall short of the glory of God, okay? And it's only by the grace of God that we are saved. So when we fall, uh, that's why I said we need to surround ourselves with people because they're going to bring you back up. Uh, good, positive Christian friends within your church body, uh, even if it's another church, that's fine. But as long as they have the same goals, they're going to lift you up, encourage you, and help you get refocused and keep your eye on the prize. So this was Paul's secret to his perseverance. Let's take a look at, uh, was it 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4? So jump with me to... Second Corinthians, we're going to go to chapter 4, uh, and we're going to look at, let's say, verse 16. So Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Okay. And it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. And here's this. But the things which are not seen are eternal. So what's he telling us? He's telling us to keep our fo focus, not on the temporal things of this world, but he's telling us to keep our focus on the eternal things, the things that are not seen, that eternal glory, that glorification. So God has justified us. Okay, now we're in this sanctification where he's, God is setting us apart for his good, for his will, setting us apart, that sanctification process. That's the thing. It's a process. It's not a, oh, you've been justified, now you're righteous. No, you've been justified by the, by the, the righteousness of Christ imputed on us, his righteousness, nothing our own, but it's his. So we've made just our 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 payment our punishment has been paid for okay eternally been paid for now we're in that process of sanctification where we're learning and we're being set apart pulled away from the world and focused on the kingdom and then our goal as what paul says but we need to keep our eyes on the things which are not seen are eternal. That is the glorification. That's that final step, last step where we are glorified. So that's what we need to keep our focus on is that keep a very, very, very clear and focused eye on that. It was also enabled Jesus to endure because he knew what the prize was. Uh, take a look with me at Hebrews 12. So Hebrews chapter 12, 
we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. So Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. So it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which is so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race, okay, the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Wow, the author and finisher of our faith. Who is for the joy that is set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of, of God. Okay, that is absolutely, oh, man. You think our trials and tribulations are crazy and tough? Okay. For who, or who for the joy that was set before him, Jesus, endured the cross? despising the shame and what was his goal what was his goal as he sat down at the right hand of the throne of god okay so he had the that vision he had that uh goal that end goal in mind and to me there's nothing nothing greater than that. We need to have that end goal, okay? With an anticipation of the daily habits. How how Bible reading produces spir spiritual growth, it's like, imagine in World War II, World War I, Vietnam, Korean War. My dad was in the Korean War and he was also in Vietnam. Writing letters home back and forth uh, to my mom, okay? I wasn't even a twinkle in his eye. But, how do you get to know your spouse? How do you get to know? It's by, what if what if my dad's writing these letters back to my mom while he's in Vietnam or he's in Korea and my mom never listened, never opened up the, I actually have all these letters that my mom and dad wrote back and forth to each other when my dad was uh, in the Navy and was in Vietnam and in Korea. Uh Wow. Anyways, uh, what if my dad or my mom never opened those letters? What if my dad never opened the letters that my mom wrote to him while he was overseas? He would never get to get to know that love back and forth. Okay. What's well, the same thing is how's Bible reading produces spiritual growth. That it's how we get to know God. It's how we get to know Christ. It's how we get to know the Holy Spirit in us as he is indwelled us as believers. How do we get to know that? By reading. Set up a reading plan. You can, there's no excuse. There's no excuse whatsoever to find a reading plan. Go online. Uh, just Google Bible, year, yearly Bible reading plan, schedule, whatever, and you're going to find it. Okay. And stick to it. It's, it's in January. It's not too late. January 7th. It's not too late. 
Okay. Uh, spend a day, get caught up, do a reading plan throughout the entire year. You'll, you'll go through the entire Bible, or if you want to take your time and you'll go through just the new Testament, or you'll go through just the old Testament, whatever you decide. So there's no excuse whatsoever not to have a reading plan to get to know God. That is part of spiritual growth. Okay. How prayer leads to freedom from anxiety and through the peace of God. So from anxiety through the peace of God. There's nothing that is going to calm you down more than when you're anxious, when you sit down and you start reading God's word. It, it just has that ability to slowly calm your nerves and calm you down. It, it's just going to happen. How encouraging one another protects against apostasy. Uh, if you have someone that's sitting on the fence and not knowing, oh, is he going to be a Christian or about accepting it and stuff like that, uh, we need to encourage one another to to stick with it. Not saying you're going to lose your salvation. That's that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is stopping that that spiritual growth, stopping that progress, and that encouragement from your brother uh, is huge. Just you'll never know how. That simple. I had, a, I had a brother come over the other day to, or yesterday to pick up some uh, couple tools that I had and that I had borrowed and he needed them back. So he came over and picked them up and just listening. And this is something I want to tell you. This I am dead serious on this. This is something that I've kind of picked up on is when someone comes up and uh, it's like, oh, yeah, brother or sister, or whatever, uh, just keep me in your prayers. Uh, I'm kind of going through this or whatever. I'm going through that or this or this or whatever. Then stop what you're doing right then. Once you know what that need is, what that prayer need is, stop what you're doing right there. If you have, obviously if you're driving, you're not going to close your eyes, but you're going to stop and, and pray for the individual right there on the spot. Okay. That's when the Holy Spirit is right there with you. Okay. And what does that show? And what does that lead? to that other individual, that brother that has that issue, has a problem or has that prayer need. What does that show him? It shows him that you care, that you, you love him enough to stop and you pray for him right there on the spot. So I encourage you to do that. If someone comes up to you, if you have the ability and they have a prayer request and it's serious to them, then stop what you're doing right that moment and pray for your brother. Pray for your sister right there. Put your hand on his or her sh shoulder and just lay hands and pray for the individual. Okay, God works wonders. I, I He came to tears. It brought me to tears. Just pray with your friends. Pray with your brothers. Pray with your sisters. As long as we remain focused on our ultimate goal and what it takes to get there. We will persevere. Keep your mind and keep your eyes set on the goal. So let's kind of wrap this message up uh, on the this part of spiritual growth where we're talking about perseverance. 
uh, it's like a eight part series. And I think this is like part six or something like that, that I want to go through. Uh, so we're wrapping up kind of close and then we're going to go into, after I finish the series, I think what we're going to go is kind of go kind of like an in-depth look at like end time events, uh, look at different doctrines and, uh, different viewpoints and let's see what the Bible says about these different viewpoints. But anyways, uh, so in conclusion, let's look at the, the parable of the sower. Note the difference between the two soils. A rocky soil receives the word with joy, but endures only temporarily. Okay. Good soil keeps the word and bears fruit with patience. The difference is found in who has perseverance. I don't believe the one that went on rocky soil and endures only temporarily. Well, they heard it. They're like, wow, they heard God's word and they thought, wow, this is kind of cool. Okay. I kind of like this. I'm digging this. This is, I, I can see this. I can see some truth in this. And then they're not a Christian at this point. They're not a believer. Uh, but then they let the world kind of come in and they start listening to all this junk that's part of the, the what's going on in our culture right now, this anti-Christian uh, garbage. And it kind of chokes up and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. And instead of actually focusing and it's like, hey, let's let's really look into this. They let the cares of the world and they let the influence of the world uh, take hold in our lives. And we're getting to that point that there's... There's so much deception. There's so much just evilness that's going on right now. Uh, so we need to be praying about that, uh, that we pray for revival. But without, without true repentance, we're not going to have a revival. And uh, that window is looking dimmer and dimmer right now. So if spiritual growth is to occur... A good beginning is not enough. Okay, we might start off good and have all good intentions on learning more and more about God. But just because we have a good beginning doesn't mean we're going to have a good ending. Uh, so I think it's really important if we start good, man, we need to, like Paul said, we need to finish good. Who let us, oh, I happen to have it right in front of me. It says, since we are surrounded with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, which is so easily ensnares us. We're talking about the world right now. We're talking about what's going on in the world right now. It's just absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It's nutty. So what does Paul say? Or no, excuse me. The, I say Paul, but it's the writer of, of, of Hebrews. Uh, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So what is this race? Man, it's the ending, the goal, the finish goal is to be glorified, is to be with with God, okay? It's it's heaven. It is inheritance in his kingdom. That is the goal. That is the race that's set up, up before us. Once we became a Christian, once we became a follower of Christ, that race started and we're running, 
Okay. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be hurdles. There's going to be water traps. There's going to be things that are in, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be a flat little race. There's going to be ups and downs and hills and we're going to have to get muddy. We're going to have to get dirty, especially now it's getting ugly. So, but looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Okay. Get it. The author of our faith. He, he began a good work in us but also he's a finisher. He started something, he's gonna finish it. Okay, brothers, it is gonna happen. So, okay, so we need that. Not only a good beginning is not enough, progress is the past, in the past is not sufficient either, okay? Just because we did really good back a year ago or whatever, man, look at all those things that I did a year ago, are you kidding me? No, we're talking about today. I want those things in the past, those good things that happened in the past, I want them happening today. I want them happening tomorrow, next week, next month. Don't be happy with the, the, the accomplishments that you had yesterday or the week before. We need to be striving every single day to achieve more and more and more and more. That's what we need to be doing, growing every single day more and more and more. Okay, so if you had endurance, great. Okay, <clears throat> so after you've done with the that, we need more. Okay, we display self-control daily as we what? Engage daily in habits that lead to our goals. Okay, okay, we need to continue to do what we're doing. So I'm going to end with this. For yet a little while, while he who is coming will come and will not tarry, now... The just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. It means we need to persevere. We need to keep moving. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition. We are walking forward. We are running the race. But of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Hebrews 10. So let's look at Hebrews 10. So Hebrews chapter 10, 36, let's just read this whole thing, 36 to 39. So 36 through 39. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Verse 37. Verse 37 says, For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but those who believe to the saving of the soul. That is so, so important. We need to keep running. We need to keep this up. And we don't need to be uh, laying around. I think it's too important right now what's going on, uh, what's going on in our culture. I think it's too important to not uh, love our neighbor. I'm sorry, but if it's uh, not trying to... Uh, not trying to dog on 
my brothers who are like who are Calvinists, uh, but God didn't set aside so many people to go to heaven and so many people to go to hell and predetermine these individuals. These individuals, we have people that are out there that are not saved, okay? And we need to get out there and do what we're commit or what we're commanded to do is share God's word, okay? Uh, spread his word without fear. Share his word without fear. And even if it's just to have someone go out with a cup of coffee, okay? That's what we need to do. We need to encourage the people that are in our church that might be might be stumbling on whatever, you name it, fill in the blank. We need to help these individuals uh, get past these stumbling blocks. We need to create... Uh, help if we have like functions if we have uh services within the church if we have jobs or whatever however you want to say it within the church as leaders we need to make these things known so we can help develop these other individuals who they can bless others we need to these opportunities are there we just need to make them known uh yeah we just need to encourage, uh, encourage our brothers and sisters to uh, serve the body. And then in turn, serving the body, you're serving the kingdom. It's not, it's not that hard to let someone know that there's these opportunities. Because if they don't know about the opportunities, they can't serve in them. Okay, encourage uh, one another for uh, reading, prayer. Just encourage people in their, where they're at right now. You never know, just if you walk up to an encourage or walk up to an individual that's at church or whatever, you don't know, you might not know that they're going through something. A word of encouragement might actually answer something that they're keeping inside eternally or internally, but that word of encouragement could be huge. If someone asks and say, can you keep me in the prayer? Stop, stop what you're doing. If you have the ability to pray with them right then and there, you'll see it. It's an amazing thing when you see it happen. So with that, we're going to end the, uh, for tonight, the spiritual growth, the, the perseverance. I just ask that you persevere, develop those daily habits to, to read, to prayer. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. Once you get into his word, and not get out. I encourage you. And if you know someone who's had, who's struggling in that area, uh, I I ask that you just you pray for that. And if you know of an area that you would be good at, and that you're you're interested in uh, in doing or participating in, make make it known. Absolutely, make it known to your church staff, uh, assistant pastors, or or, or whatever. And let them know that you're interested, okay? 
I guarantee you they're going to bring you in. They want people to learn. So uh, with that, I bid you farewell, uh, at least for a week. Uh, God bless. And I just say, just, just keep up the good work and just read, J just get into his word. Uh, because if you fill your heart and you fill your mind with his word, uh, Satan's not going to get in. Everyone struggles, everyone struggles. And, uh, there's temptation out there, but you know what? God's going to He's, he's greater than the temptation. He's greater than Satan. So God bless. Welcome to Biblical Insights. I'm your host, Pat Fisk. This is where God's word is proclaimed and we are definitely unashamed. We tackle issues that are trying to steer our culture away from God. As we watch TV, whether it's the news or one of our favorite shows, the goal, it appears, is to not just entertain us anymore, but the goal is to indoctrinate us. God's word is clear. The Christian voice is being silenced, or so they wish. Tolerance is no longer tolerable. It's time to take a stand and be the voice we're meant to have. Sit down, buckle up. It's going to get bumpy, so hold on. Let's go.